And so just so. I want to see. I want to see too. They need a week. They're, they're slightly busy rebuilding their whole country. Like they're not coming. I swear, but in the unexplored world, you just call them and they're like, you, what do you need? When he threw an alligator into a wind. What do you I need to fight for it? You can tell and then you get that spider pig. We are live. All right. Podcast number 64. We are the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. Triforce Podcast, of course. I am Matthew Bucarell, the Madman. And to my left is Big Brother Stephen Bucarell. And uh, we are missing two of our Triforce friends, uh, Chris Fabristo, the old man, and Kelly Collins, Twitchy Wilson. Uh, they both got some family stuff going on. Twitchy, sick baby, Chris, uh, you know, lost and uh, sick himself. Maybe a bit of the Black Death starting early for him. <laughs> Okay. Sick season is out there, so definitely don't get me sick. And if you like, you can start off by clicking on over to pjnwh.com, where you will find all of our latest podcasts, like last one was 63, No Shit Sherlock, Tempting Fate, or, spoiler alert, Joker. Uh, We do have a friend, Teddy Schools, who... We'll go to that right now. And improv. Thank you, Comcast. Light skin breakdown. <clears throat> he is uh, just did a little impromptu quick um, video of Joker mm-hmm. and his impressions on it. Has a nice little snazzy intro. Thank you, Comcast, for finally getting this loaded any minute. But you got his logo right there. Light skin breakdown. It's trying. I tried, Teddy. But <clears throat> you can find all our podcasts right here. <laughs> Teddy Schools, right there in the Pajangers and Wallangers Love Balloon. If you want to be part of the Love Balloon, and we help put out your content and all your podcasts and try to put everybody out on our social media, go to contact us. Let us know your name or not. Uh, email and uh, what your message is. We'll all get it, and we will head on over there. Just like this one from Ripped Studios, Tales from the Morgue. A Dead Time Story, uh, episode one and two, Until Death and Clean Shave, up for your viewing pleasure on the YouTube and on our website, ripped-studios.com. Every week, we do try to uh, go through the muck of it. We'll continue as soon as he's done. Gotta share the love. And Kelly, because sick baby, might as well laugh with friends. So, anyways, we... Come through the thick muck dirt of the nerdy news, and this week, gotta give a a certain anime company a little break. Uh, My Hero Academia, while the premiere episode is uh, enough to get wet fans' appetites, pretty much a recap episode uh, Mm -hmm. that just came out, but it's still, I'm still excited for season four in a whole. Might have to wait. While the first episode is wetting fans' appetite, Spy, a well-known anime influencer, posted on Twitter that the uh, My Hero Academia Season 4, Episode 4, will be on break November 2nd, and also they are saying that it will return on November 9th. So it's just taken a one-week sabbatical. Now, fans are kind of wondering where this came from. My Hero Academia has to take a break because, over well, uh, over the weekend... Japan just got rocked with a series of uh, a couple natural disasters. Uh, they had a high-category typhoon. On top of that, tornadoes, flooding, and even a volcanic eruption. Because they're an island. And, okay. uh, so yeah, they may need a week. They're, they're slightly busy rebuilding their whole country. Yeah, so they just got rocked with all this natural disaster. <laughs> but nat- natural disaster aside, you can draw without needing, you know, just get some floodwater boots and get back to drawing. We need this anime on the, on the desk. Yeah, I think you're going to be waiting a while. I mean, they're definitely going at a certain pace, and they're taking time to make sure that the quality is still there. So that's why love to point out an anime doing good things, like this next one. Watched a couple episodes. I'm in episode three on this one. Ultra Marine Magmel. Anime series just hit Netflix in the U.S. Now, uh, Netflix is just 
matching up anime, just like Hulu and even Amazon. Link, they're not coming. I swear, bud. Link's still looking for Kelly and old man. Um, <laughs> but this one, Ultramarine Magma anime series, it's a good one to look into because it's from a Chinese you know, manga, whatever. Here's what it's taking place of. A fantasy series takes place in a world where a new continent named Magmel suddenly appears in the ocean and a new age of exploration begins. So these explorers venture out to find unknown previous life forms and resources and experience one disaster after another. But the manga follows the mysteries of a young man who will they'll make relief they live as relief workers. So they're like nine one one. Trouble situation in the unexplored world. You just call them and they're like, You, what do you need? And they'll help you out. Watch a couple episodes. It's a really solid anime, so you really should give it a chance. Uh, <clears throat> this next one, I kind of. Uh, I'm really hoping that Kevin Smith is. These movies are actually good. Love Kevin Smith's earlier stuff, like Clerks, but he's letting out the uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Obviously, I think it's coming mid-month is when it's released, mm. 15th through the 17th. And then go check it out. We might even do a spoiler alert. It's definitely something I want to watch, but the premise of reboot is that they it's pretty much Jay and Bob, Silent Bob Strike Back again with kids. Now, with Clerks, you have... Okay. The plot is inspired by Kevin Smith's heart attack. Art imitating life. Okay, he's a he's a filmmaker. So the clerk's uh, <laughs> clerk's writer Kevin Smith was talking to the rap about the threequel, and it's Randall has a heart attack, decides that he came close to death, and his life meant nothing. There was nobody to memorize memorialize him, as he has no family or anything like that. So, in all the recovery while under fentanyl. <clears throat> you tell me that's a hell of a drug. Uh, <coughs> Propofol. Propofol, that's what it is. Fentanyl's a hell of a drug, too. No. Okay, both of them are a hell of a drug. He, ca- he comes to the conclusion of uh, like having like a midlife crisis. So in almost dying, he thinks all he's done is worked at a movie store his whole life and watched other people's movies. He tells Dante, I think we need to make a movie so Dante and Randall make Clerks. And that's the story of Clerks 3. Okay. Are there movie stores anymore? No. Well, there's the one, Blockbuster. And then there's the guy uh, okay. who has the movie there's store and the video rental store left in the country. Okay. Well, too, if you include the one that's also a bar. I don't include that. But you can really rent movies there. They do have movies for you to rent. So they got a red box. <laughs> I saw one story when I was looking for a news where a guy was arrested for trying to steal games and return them in the red box. I didn't see if it was a Florida man or not. Okay. I would imagine we're somewhere around that area, though. The home in and on. Yeah. But it just sounds like regular crime, not Florida crazy. Yeah. Well, the original... Like, my favorite is the Florida man who was charged with assault with a deadly weapon when he threw a alligator into a Wendy's. Well, I mean, that isn't a, it's a weapon. It is a deadly weapon. Yeah, it's an alligator. Especially if they weren't prepared It can't be that. very big if it can fit through that window. But still. Kevin Smith, he originally had an idea for a third film and even wrote out the script and had readings live readings and uh, he said that it was too much of a tearjerker and that's why they had to rewrite it Uh, it was pretty much about his middle ages and him dying he wrote it right after he had the heart attack so he was just really in a down place about death so he didn't want to put Dante and Randall through the crap that he wrote for them because after reading it there wasn't a dry eye in the house for at least 15 pages, like, to the end. So the end of the movie is, was just ripping your heart out and throwing it on the ground. Okay. So he decided to not to do that. <coughs> and now okay. we're okay. getting him making clerks okay. with his clerks, having fun. Third wrap-up kind of a movie, so it'll still be Jane Silent Bob in there as well as uh, Dante and Randall for uh, Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Hagan. Okay. Memory. So, 
check out Clerks. As well as this little crossover coming at the end of this year and beginning of next year, not the ad. But Crisis on Infinite Earths is the uh, crossover event for the Arrowverse. And while we are getting Tom Ellis is uh, on set from Lucifer, as well as our Tom Welling and Erica Durrance from Smallville. Not going to play the same characters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. The guy playing Lucifer is going to be that guy, and he's going to be Lucifer. Yeah, Tom Welling is going to be some version Superman? of Superman. Okay. While you have Brandon Ralph, Ralph, Ralph. I don't know. Chris knows that guy from some he guy. plays Adam on Legends of Tomorrow, and he played Superman in Superman Returns back in the '06 one with Kevin Spacey. Okay. <laughs> So he's pl- coming back as that Superman, but Kingdom Come version, to where it's the one where Superman just kind of hid for a while and then waited for another generation of heroes and he came back like, you know what, I'll show you guys what to do. That guy. And you okay. also see uh, a couple different things. Now this is a, a popular YouTuber, Peggy, but she shares out a bunch of shit. Like the Titans, DC Universe Titans, the ones I'm always gushing over that series. They may get a cameo appearance in the uh, the upcoming crossover, which would be dope. Having you know uh, Ian Glenn's Batman, Robin, mm-hmm. Raven, all uh, Beast Boy, all the gang in there with Superboy and uh, Aqualad and Wonder Girl. Awesome having mm-hmm. that universe in there, even for just like a cameo appearance, like an Avengers style at the end. Yeah, yeah, but. This person has dumped out stuff like John Wesley Shipp, who was the original Flash in the 90s show. He keeps coming back in the show. He was Barry's dad, and then he was like an alternative Flash, and and now he's going to be another Flash for Crisis. And uh, it looks like it may not work out due to scheduling conflicts, though. So there's still some hope for the Titans in there, but they may be in a crisis of their own. But it would open up the portal for, like, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, all that. Really, really good shows. Mm-hmm. So on the Crisis note, Crisis on Infinite Earth, Tom Cavanaugh, he plays... Uh, Spider-Man? No, that's Tom Holland. Uh, Tom Cavanaugh is a... I knew he was, he was, his name was Tom something, or I was at least close. Tom Cavanaugh plays some version of Harrison Wells in the Arrowverse. They always find some different Harrison Wells from, like, Earth 2.48. Bring him on over, and he's like Sherlock Holmes, or he's like... like Rick you know, 317? Yeah, exactly like Rick <laughs> They just pull another one. <laughs> it's exactly like Rick and Morty. They just hop over to another one. So you have another one coming. But this this guy right here, he's going to be Pariah Wells. So Pariah is actually, in the comics, it's like a 12-story comic. He sees, he's forced to watch multiple, uh, multiple parallel Earths collapse and fail. So he thinks that his experiments went wrong and caused all these events of crisis on Infinite Earth. So he thinks it's his fault, but his powers-wise, he's got uh, flight, teleportation. He can. Uh, what do you What do you need vulnerable. flight for if you can teleport? You know, it's kind of redundant. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't want to teleport there. I want to fly. Okay. You know, I'm going to take a bike. You can teleport. Yeah. The interesting thing that they do teleport. Yeah. It's not like that one movie. Like you could just kind of go anywhere and you have to see it or I've been there or... Yeah. I can only go like as far as I can see, so across the street. Yeah. I mean, even still, as a spy, that would be pretty cool. That'd be mm-hmm. pretty handy. Just can't do any safe missions because you can't see in that bitch. Unless they got cameras. Loophole. I suppose. There's always a fjord. Okay. Or a lake. Or a stream. Nightboat. <laughs> ah, deep cuts. But you got different people here like Black Lightning. Mr. Elastic there. Superman from Supergirl. The Monitor. And Parasite. And that's Supergirl's mom. <laughs> and then that's the Kingdom Come. Uh, Kingdom Come Superman. John Diggle, who some are rumoring him to play a Green Lantern in the Crisis universe, but nothing's been confirmed yet. 
Okay. So I thought that was kind of cool, man. You got a nice little crossover event being filmed out right now. So interesting, interesting to see where that one plays out because it's going to start with Supergirl on December eighth, and then it's going to go on to uh, Batgirl, or I'm sorry, Batwoman, and then into Flash, and then it's going to go dead for the holiday break and pick back up for uh, I believe Black Lightning and Legends of Tomorrow. So a nice little five part little verse coming and it's probably going to be one for the books probably even uh, beat everyone better yet here's something that people probably shouldn't ever forget remember Justice League and that horrible CGI <clears throat> this is what was behind the CGI that's bearded Superman and I gotta tell you I would have rather seen that rather Superman than that with a beard CGI. what is this 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 is Justice League. Justice League came out, and they, he was playing... He you know, was, I don't remember the comics where he has a mustache. Uh, when he dies. He, he's in the resurrection suit, and he comes out with long hair and a beard. Okay. Yeah, in the 90s comics. So that's what I was kind of hoping for, for like a Zack Snyder cut, because he seemed to be like really pulling from the comics and trying to please. And Superman was going to be more of like a dick. And it lets be about Steppenwolf and more. Looks like they put a lot of effort into trimming it. They just, the director just, it's like he didn't trust Zack Snyder's version of the film. He didn't have to fucking cut it like he did. He could have just had a reshoot, have him in the black suit like he originally planned and did test screens for, and then just have him wear a fucking beard because he couldn't cut the beard because of Mission Impossible Fallout. He was the villain in that and he had to have a beard. So they broke in deals between the studios, and he was like, all right, well, we'll pay you for the CGI. So they did this infamous CGI, and this is the picture. So, ugh, could have had something better there, especially with all that we know of what the series could have been, like the trilogy with Darkseid making it cosmic. They shouldn't have done it when they did it, because everything else was so, everyone would be like, hey, that's just like that one that I saw in Theater 3. But this is... This is what they're doing now with Crisis on Infinite Earth is they're bringing everyone in that they can in. What they should have done is they should have taken some time, released maybe mm -hmm. the Aquaman movie instead of that, release Wonder Woman, yeah. do a Flash movie, and you know. With the director they have on Flash. Add them all, make sure they're all in the same universe, teeny bit of overlap. Yeah, yeah. like Shazam. Yeah. They would have, uh, yeah, yeah. Superman's head still had Superman in it. And they had that nice little nod in the end credits. That was an awesome nod. That yeah. Is, that Same universe. Boom. All that. You didn't allude to who he was. It's a Superman outfit. Looked just like this one. Could have been Henry Cavill. He's more than willing yeah, to keep playing. Nobody cares at that point. It's Superman. He's kind of Captain America. He's a very all-American guy. He can kind of, you know, kind of replaceable. But I, I, I thought that was a little interesting. Like this one. Venom director... Uh, says Tom Holland Spider-Man the crossover is just destined to happen so uh, Ruben oh, Fleischer is currently promoting Zombieland 2 Electric Boogaloo no mm. it's not the title it's got mm. Zombieland Double Tap and uh, he was asked if Spider-Man's uh, if Tom Holland's Spider-Man rather would ever come face to face with Venom and uh, while Andy Sykes is stepped up to the uh, director chair Fleischer admits that he doesn't really see a problem with Psychus taking over, as well as this actually happening. So we may actually get a Venom versus Spider-Man in coming out of Sony. Maybe not Venom 2, but it might be something along the lines of around after uh, Spider-Man 3, maybe. Mm -hmm. So maybe after 2021. Venom 2, they have that carnage thing going on, and you can probably sneak in a cameo of Spider-Man, but really, where I, th I see be nice. where be I see nice. them pulling him in here is right here with a Madam Web film that is in development in Sony. You could pull Holland, you could pull him, you could pull uh, like make Nick Cage come back as Spider-Man Noir. You could bring Toby, uh, you know, Andrew Garfield and um, um, Toby uh, Maguire's Spider-Man back for an ultimate badass Spider-Verse movie. Yes, you could, and then you could add Spider-Pig. Yes. you got to have Spider-Pig in there. I'm sorry. That's the best Spider-Man you I would like a live Spider-Pig movie. I imagine that would be hard to make the pig do. Yes. yes Especially the cartoon. You'd have to use the guy in the suit. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'd have to be a guy in a suit, green screen. Yeah. I'm thinking the guy from Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Boom. You know my little green screen work, Dan Pal. Peter Dinklage. We loved you in Game of Thrones. <laughs> the Bucarell brothers have an idea for you. Okay? It's going to be good. Just hear us out. You should put a few dots on your face. It'll be great. You'll love it. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to anything Spider-Man coming out here. We know we're getting Spider-Man 3. Some uh, There was a fan art that had Doc Ock coming for Spider-Man, which that would be a good logical choice for him to go, especially with his fragile ego and like him being on the run. Mm-hmm. But I see they also say that he may make an appearance in like the Fantastic Four. And mm-hmm. being a, f- yeah. a friend of yeah. Fantastic Four was in his origins. So it's interesting. All the origins are broken up from. Well, the if comments. they built him up to being like this leader. Yeah. He can't just sort of. <laughs> and now he's gone forever. Bye. Uh, yeah, that guy was going to be a good leader. What yeah, happened? it's going to be uh, best. Contract negotiations mostly. No. <laughs> That's when you have Deadpool show up and say that. Like, what happened to Spider Man? Contract negotiations. You got me? Okay. <laughs> I would love to have that. Uh, but Venom, I'm really interested to see what they do with that whole series because I got to see the first one. Yeah. You got to at least it. watch it. It was critically hated. Critics hated that son of a bitch, and they let them know it too. But the fans came out loving it, mm-hmm. so it had a, a big audience appreciation. Should really because they saw it for this fun superhero movie, antihero really, but it's fun antihero movie. Yeah, whatever. It should be a and you had a Slim Shady song as the as one of the lead vocals. You know what? I haven't seen it. I don't think it's on Amazon or uh, no, it's not. They hide those things. Like, I'm not going to make a World War II reference here, but use your imagination. And on the next story, how's that for a transfer? Talk about lawsuits. Rob Liefeld threatens Marvel with legal action over shady practices. Is now, that the guy there? Yeah, that's from Deadpool creator. He oh, is a, okay. a comic book creator and Image Comics co-founder Rob Liefeld is trying to uh, push a lawsuit against Marvel Entertainment. Ha ha ha! That's the difference. He's not trying to. He's not trying to law, uh, bring up a lawsuit against the cinematic version of Deadpool. Oh, is that Superman with a handlebar mustache on the right, far bottom right there? Yes. Okay. That is where I found the story because I okay. Found, I you saw can go back. My mustache, and I, I clicked on that story. You can go back to your story now. I just noticed Superman with a handlebar mustache. Might be the title of the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So he actually took to Twitter and said, had a good long talk with my attorney. That never ends well when you say those words. Uh, Well, for one person at least. Time to to hold some feet to the floor. Oh, if you watch 48 Hours, that's how it always ends well. He talked to his attorney and they dropped all charges. Yeah. Check out Tom Segura's uh, comedy. So the time to hold the feet to the, uh, time to hold some feet to the fire for some shady practices over at Marvel. Good times to come, Robert Iger. So you tag Marvel Entertainment and Bob Iger, a CEO of Disney. That's pretty much like the old time knight taking the glove off and slapping you in the face. <clears throat> okay. And then here we see uh, people freaking out, like, well, does this involve Deadpool? Not Deadpool proper. The comics. It's probably like a, a rights thing or some legalese that he's just fighting. So it's probably just a lawsuit that doesn't really matter. But on that bombshell, we do have another lawsuit that doesn't matter. Like this one against Marvel. They're getting it from both ends. <coughs> this one is against Marvel the Television. Whole- Hold on, the animated series? Yes. The one you back know, in the 90s. That was like 92. in the 90s? You're like 20 years too late. Here's the thing. The man is Zoltan Crisco. Is that a character in the show? No, that's the guy who is suing. That's the name of the man who's suing Marvel <laughs> Entertainment. So Hold on, that name him. one more time. Zoltan Crisco. It sounds like Crisco? Adam. It sounds like the Adam Sandler character. <laughs> it really sounds Did like Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler write it. Is yeah. it Adam with a new mustache? <laughs> My name is Zoltan Crisco. <laughs> you, you're Adam Sandler. You don't know me. 
he has a handlebar mustache. And he's a chef. <laughs> yeah, he's a wacky chef. But he is suing on behalf of the estate of, cool, good luck with that name, Gregory, Gory Orger, <laughs> Vulcan, uh, his estate. Vulcan. That's the composer of uh, Linda's theme song. Now, what is Linda? Linda is a Hungarian cop show that filmed from 84 to 91. Oh, yeah, yeah, that Hungarian cop show. And the theme. They get confused with all they're the other saying. Hungarian you can go to the story here on IGN and you can play each. They're similar, but I don't want to get sued by this guy either, so I'm not going to play it. But he's doing everybody. Go to the links. Yeah, right here. Up there. Oh, but the lawsuit lists Marvel, Disney, Fox, Amazon. He's going all out. I noticed all the pictures above mm. aren't. They don't have anything to do with the animated series. Here's the thing. All the success of the X-Men animated series franchise achieved for Marvel and many of the other companies as a result of that iconic song, and he claims I don't, stolen I don't, theme song. I don't remember that theme song from... I don't remember the theme song, period, but I don't remember it from the... You can X-Men click right here and movies. listen to it. I, I, heard, I listened to it again. And it's going to be on Disney. I don't remember it on, like, the X-Men movies or, like, the Wolverine movies. I'm fairly certain the success to the movies was the comic book. And the guy who wrote the screenplay. Yeah, you know, maybe Stan Lee had a little something to do with it. But, eh, what do I know? Um, there were a lot of people involved in X-Men throughout this year. You, You composed a song that I will admit has a similar melody. In it, a similar hook, but one, you're a shitty cop drama from where was it? Fucking Hungary, Hungary. yeah, Hungary cop drama. I did what kind of fucking weird shit is going on in Hungary that they need a cop? You know what? I kind of like to see what this Linda show is. It is very 80s. It's like Shaft 80s kind of (laughs) quality. You can check out these links, seriously. It's really entertaining. Because I had both of them up, and I was just like, "Uh, I don't know. Uh, All right, maybe. But that's stretching. I played it for the old man over the phone, so I didn't get black death. Um, and he said that that's stretching a bit. So, like I said, a lawsuit that doesn't matter because if you're suing for like in for copyright infringement, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I don't know. Especially since it was the end. We'd like a piece of every movie that you've ever made. Because that's because of us. Like, who the fuck no, no, it's not. Go back <laughs> to your fried dirt or whatever yeah. you're doing there. Okay. Yeah. No offense. I just don't know what you. I'll tell you what, somebody else that's getting the shaft. Captain of Marvel, uh, sorry, Captain, Captain America, America four, reportedly in development with An- Anthony Mackie to star. Because he passed the torch over to Anthony Mackie or Sam, the Falcon. Okay. So Sam Wilson will be donning uh, his good old pal Steve Rogers' mantle as Captain America. Falcon Winter Soldier, we find out that the U.S. government doesn't like that because he doesn't, they don't trust Sam. So while in Falcon Winter Soldier we're going to have What's that the, development. Uh, photos down there? That is uh, Infinity War uh, photo. Oh, okay. Anyway, vision, but and Wakanda. Um, but essentially, he's they're they're saying that the in, they're going to be fighting a, a he's called U.S. Agent who is the U.S. government's answer to Captain America instead of. Sam Wilson. So that's going to be the big drama in uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier, and through that... U.S. agent? Yeah. Yeah, it's very un... Yeah, right there. U.S. agent. Yeah, it's not very original, but it's the U.S. government. Played by Wyatt Russell. John Walker. Doesn't uh, Captain Birdman, or whatever he's called... Doesn't he work for the government as well? Like S.H.I.E.L.D. They should bring back Harvey Birdman on a side note. They should bring it back to Harvey Birdman. All of them work for the government? I mean, So isn't that like intergovernment offices fighting? Like, I'm the FBI, I'm the CIA, I'm not going to communicate with you. Fuck you. I mean, that... Well, then you get, like, you know, Marvel Agents of West Wing. Yes. 
a fascinating show where they sit around and do nothing. a lot of paperwork. <laughs> yes. Just a bunch of clerks and analysts. You just see them sitting at the screen. What are you going to do for lunch? I think I'm going to check out that new Thai place. That Thai place in the lobby. I'm oh. going to sit here and do more paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> Those shield guys always create paperwork. Agents of West Wing coming <laughs> near you. Call us Marvel. Coming to a Bob Network near you. Yeah. So I'm excited for this because they could, especially if they have that turmoil of him fighting for the role of Captain America. All right, end of the se- first series. He's Captain fucking America now. Captain Falcon. Goes into Captain America 4 with a nice comic line of him being Captain America and... That's a nice, a nice pull for him. He doesn't have superpowers, but he does have that cool ass Falcon suit with missiles. So Tony had missiles. You guys worship him, especially in Mexico or wherever he was. Or no, it was like one of the co- European countries and far from home. That his ass plastered on a wall, loving <laughs> memory. Like uh, Italy, Italy, were in, yeah. Uh, Italy, yeah. They were in uh, a couple of Italian cities. Think Germany Venice. at one point. Venice. Venice? Yes. Far from home. You can rent it now on Amazon. I'm not renting it. No, no. I'm not renting it. I saw it. I I did it live. Yeah. So this one's actually pretty cool, man. PlayStation. (gasps) I didn't click that. Wait! Captain America 4. Wow! No. Go back 30 seconds, though. Here's the story. (laughs) PlayStation. Oh, Destiny's free. But you still gotta buy the add-ons. But PlayStation Five changes how games are installed, so it's pretty. This much, uh, sounds pretty good. So it's more configurable installation processes, which you need to learn from this. So uh, for the everyday gamer, you need to know that the new console is going to be taking a lot of advantage of the technical aspects. According to Wired, Sony is focusing on their SSD. In the next PlayStation, that is going to be the game changer because you have control over your installations. So rather than treat games like big block of data, you're allowing finer grained access to the data. What that means for you is that you'll be able to install parts of the game rather than waiting for the whole thing to install or even installing the whole thing at all. If you're not a, a multiplayer guy like Big Brother then you're going to be able to just download the story mode and hop into the story mode. Even before it's done install, when you want, when you want to get the 4K graphics, you got to wait for it to fully install. Boom. But you can selectively do that. If you're a Call of Duty Modern Warfare player, you're probably going to love this because you're going to be able to just log on to multiplayer because that's what most of you do. And you're able to just log on to that. Or once you complete the story, you can delete it for extra space and keep what you actually play on the console hard drive. That is actually pretty cool how they're taking advantage of the SSD. Mm. And it's already, gonna, they're saying, it's already going to be com- compa- like comparable to the PS4. It's going to, like, you know, pretty much make it look like a, a Nintendo. Hmm. Okay. Anything. Well, you know, Nintendo, whatever works. Yeah. Sounds like but a good plan. I really think, I got a good feeling about PlayStation for this, but it ultimately comes down to what happens with the console. And not that story. I, I'm sorry. I, I prematurely launched a story. We'll get to Steam later. <coughs> PlayStation 5 has a title, and I'm sure you can all be surprised by this title. It, they are calling it PlayStation 5. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, they're calling it PlayStation 5. For gonna, what What system are they going to put it on? Uh, probably PlayStation. With a name like yeah. that. You sure it's yeah. not going to be available on Xbox as well? It might be available on Stadia. Okay. But we see PlayStation coming out next holiday season, holiday 2020. We have Jim Ryan, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, shared on a Sony, pl- a Sony blog that uh, he's very proud to announce that our next generation console will be called PlayStation 5. Like they had any kind of like Xbox. They were like, no, we're calling it PlayStation. We're calling it Xbox One. Like, what? It's not 720? Like, no. It's completely rocked people's worlds when they did that. PlayStation, they're like, nope, it's five. (laughs) All right. Well, okay. That's cool. Okay. Well, what else you got? Whatever. whatever He goes on to say that the newly revealed tidbits uh, of this controller are really kind of cool. 
it's going to have a next generation uh, is going to have a deepened feel of immersion when you play the games. They had an opportunity with our new controller to reimagine it and how the sense of touch can add to that immersion. So with this new tech, essentially they're having hepatic feedback rather than the classic rumble technology, which is uh, with the adaptive triggers, which will allow for programmed resistance in the L1, R2 games. So if you're driving or pulling back a bow in Kingdom Come... Well, if you're driving, let's hope you're not playing PlayStation 5 and driving. I meant in a game. Oh, oh game. okay. Totally Obviously, we hope you're not... I totally playing. misunderstood that. I mean... You may have somebody out there who had the ride pimped out, and they can play PlayStation Five in the ride and while driving. I really wouldn't recommend it. I don't recommend it. Have a you know safeguard. It's kind of against. Yeah, everywhere. But anyway, uh, the adaptive triggers are kind of cool. So whether you're pulling back the bow of a uh, the string of a bow or driving an off-road vehicle, those little triggers are going to respond to you differently, as well as the different kind of rumbling. So they're going to use both of those things together to really deliver a next-gen feel for their controllers and giving it that experience. So what I think of, like, Last of Us, having Last of Us up there with uh, a different kind of feel when you go to open a trigger or pull, a gun, uh, pull the trigger of a gun or, you know, do anything in any kind of game, that could add a nice depth into it. So we'll see if Sony actually has their shit worked out. But Steam... <laughs> Steam will soon let you play local multiplayer games over this little thing called the internet. Remote play yeah, together. Yeah, catch you on the internet. Yeah, rem- F- uh, RPT. Remote play together. That's the app that's going to be in beta later in October, but specifically around October 21st. So, it's uh, essentially, when you're playing a local on- online game, you're going to have one host, okay? And that host is going to be all local multiplayer games, local co-op, and split-screen games. And the app, we'll call it, RPT, is going to be doing all the work. So that suggests that developers will not have to do much, if any work, to make their games compatible. They love that. Oh. Yeah. I really don't have to lift a finger at all? Yeah, God, do it. They love that. Sure. So it's only only for saying, yeah, stay home. We'll just keep paying you because we like you. Yeah, like, I think this is kind of cool as a little uh, additional thing that you can do. So that way you're just hopping into a multiplayer game and it's getting somebody who's playing a multiplayer game, it's getting that that button that Mm. seat. So it's helping for both ends. Giggity. PlayStation already has something similar to this with PlayStation Share Play, as well as uh, Game Stream Co-op, as well as mm. another game service that did that. But it's a nice little thing that Steam has in there. They're always trying to reinvent and find a different way for that. This company is doing something uh, I probably wouldn't have thought that they would do, but Ubisoft, in their infinite wisdom, is turning more of its games into animated shows. Captain Laserhawk, plus uh, Watch Dogs in a tamed version, as well as Far Cry mm-hmm. 3, and Rayman, and uh, a couple other ones. I don't think I played the last two Watch Dogs games. Are they on three? Legend is the third one. I played the first one. I, I played the first I one. Really I really played the second one. one and third but one. this is Watch Dogs. This is so what they're doing. Like, I mean, it's set for like tweens. Okay. Getting them into the game, and I, mean, I don't know why it would have such a juxtaposition of the actual gameplay, and now you're making it a Disney cartoon, but that's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little bit strange. And then this one just looks weird all over. They now probably just think know. only kids play games, I guess. I a mean. blood dragon, uh, blood dragon vine. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. But um, that one is it's pretty. <sighs> It's from the Castlevania producer, Aldi Shadark. Shankar. Yeah, Shankar. Go with that. Which is based on Blood Dragon as well as uh, with Watch Dogs. It's based off a game. So you're going to have a lot of different things. The cool thing there is they also have one, uh, a couple things that are in concept, like an animated sketch comedy that looks like, uh, looks at video, the video game culture. So having a, a comedy, a sketch comedy 
about video game culture. That could be an interesting five minute web series. It could, if, you, if, if it's done right, yeah. If you get some good comedians to write jokes, it, it would depend on the comedians. Really. It depends on the material. It all depends on the writing room in that one. But I think if you had a strong writing room, that could be a good one. It's like we're talking about bad Batman movies. You know, yeah. sometimes there's nothing the actor can do with it. They just give him a turd, and there it is. You'll pay me how much? Okie doke. Well, it's like Deadpool in uh, X Men Origins Wolverine when he had yeah, <coughs> the Baraka. Look with the swords out of the arms. And everything. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Let us never forget Deadpool. Um, but it's a different kind of thing coming out of a game studio. You see Amazon getting into gaming, and you see a game studio going the other way, getting into you know producing some actual content that you may want to watch. I know you want this content. However, Doom Eternal is going to be pushed back to March twentieth of twenty twenty. Yeah, but they're doing a little different here. They did announce it via Twitter. An update for the game is that they want to make sure that they're delivering the best game experience for you, and it's got to live up to the standards and the speed and polish. So they're actually paying attention to the game. They know, you know what, there's a couple other things I want to polish up here, as well as Invasion Mode, which could allow, uh, it allows other people to enter the game and play as a demon. So okay. they come at you as a demon. That's kind of a cool aspect that you see a bunch that, of games. That could be neat, I guess. You know, different kind of game mode there. And that's mm -hmm. going to be a free update shortly after launch. They didn't say how long shortly is, <gasps> but shortly Probably meaning it's coming for free. Shut your fucking mouth. Most of a quarter, I'd imagine. It's also coming over to the Switch, but the Switch is going to be at a later date. So it's not going to be coming out on the 20th for the Switch, but it will be mm. coming. Giggity. But Doom 64... Uh, they're redoing that uh, a little, giving it a little bit of polish, and re-releasing that on Xbox One, PlayStation, PC, and Switch on uh, the same day of March twentieth, twenty twenty. Mm. It's also going to be available for free if you pre-order Doom Eternal. Pre-order now, so that way you have that Doom Eternal, man. It's a nice, it's a nice to have that little. Oh, here's another Doom game you loved. Doom sixty four mm -hmm. was badass. Papa Ed Software, man. The home father of FPS gaming, mm -hmm. right there. That's what everybody's popped their first person shooter cherry on, right there. Not nowadays with these kids playing Fortnite and figuring out black holes. Yeah. End of a Fortnite What's the season. One? I yeah. did have Fortnite news. That is looking like a good game. If you give me a little ray tracing polish in this bitch. Ray tracing is really fucking everything, especially with these new newer games that are coming out. Um this game coming out in that kind of era, Payday 3, is expected to arrive around 2022, 2023. Now, Payday so 2. Hurry. Yeah, Payday 2 blew up after already being out for a while because they did have a good um, religious kind of update system coming to the game. Mm -hmm. So it gave players a reason to keep coming back, and people love Payday 2. There's been mm -hmm. mods and stuff made off of it, and on Gary's mod. It's a great mm -hmm. game. Payday 2 is fabulous. It was originally made back in 2013. So with the 2023 release, we're looking at a 10-year gap between a game. That's almost too human. They have a brand new mobile spin-off game, Payday Crime War. Yeah, man. Expected so, 2020. Yeah, they got this new thing going. Now, here's the thing. To whet your appetite. The game developer Starbreeze, they were in financial troubles, appearing to be mostly behind them at this point, which is good news. But a new game is great for Payday 2, launched back in 2013, and the, the data between it, blah, blah, blah. Now, here it is. They had creditors in tune for more than 300 million euros. Okay. So they paid so, back over three, 30 million euros and due to a publishing agreement. So they had to pay that back. Now they're looking good, looking forward to payday three. That's why they're saying, hey man, we just got on our feet again. Don't expect anything until like 2022. So they haven't. So, the, uh, so they haven't even started. 
No, no, probably not. They're probably in the beginning stages of that. They probably yeah. have a little something, but... And here's the know, reason for the, the recent either. Sorrows, which is a little game called Overkills, The Walking Dead. That game turned out to be very hollow, as in there wasn't a lot to do. Yeah, I heard it was a big disappointment. Yeah, they gave you a big premise, but they didn't really deliver on it. They didn't mm. pull the No Man's Sky where they brought it back. It was pretty much dead on sale. And that led them down to 30 million yen. So, Swedish developers, watch your shit. This one is actually pretty cool, man. NVIDIA plans to make over classic PC games with ray tracing. You see this video here of, uh, they have like the Minecraft, oh god, is this that stupid commercial? Yeah, for Minecraft Dungeons. But, they plan on increasing stuff like they did with the Minecraft adding in the ray tracing to the uh, graphics while it's there. So they, the studio behind it is Lightspeed. They specialize in PC ports. They brought Half-Life 2, Doom 3, and Portal to the NVIDIA Shield, and most recently made Quake 2 RTX ray traced remake for the 97 first-person shooter. So Joe Rogan will like it, Quake 2, RTX. That uh, is his shit. So that would actually be like on another level because is it up? Oh, I gotta click that. You pause it. You have to. Kind of I gotta sit through the ad. That's another. That's Doom. Uh, Doom Minecraft or Diablo? I'm sorry, Diablo Minecraft, not Doom Minecraft. Doom Minecraft would be fucking dope. Little pixelated hell beast coming after you. There we go. That's the ray tracing, and it adds a whole different kind of uh, texture to it. Especially here, you see the lights. There we go, marble, and it looks a li- it looks a, a bit better. The and light looks better. That's about it does a little bit better. It's a little bit yeah. It's 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 all on the light there, and they're looking out there on job listings. They have a, a need for a producer that will lead the project and cherry picking some of the greatest titles from past decades and bringing them to the ray tracing age giving them state of the art visuals while keeping the gameplay that made them great so you're going to have the same gameplay modern update like this I like that you pick some nice stuff like you give uh, Doom 64 you get a nice Doom remake of like even Wolfenstein the original Wolfenstein would be dope as a nice ray trace polish Mm-hmm. Or maybe you know just yeah, it would be updating different kind of PC be, ports. Yeah, There's uh, dozens of PC games out there. Winter uh, Winter Olympics '98. Give me a ray trace version of that. <laughs> or Flight Simulator. Actually, no, they have an updated Flight Simulator that looks fucking amazing. We already talked about that. But <sighs> Nvidia plans on bringing a lot of these things back to the life of. It's pretty interesting for NVIDIA as just taking a hold of this new thing because the ray tracing, what it does is it uses in-game physics to create lifelike shadows, reflections, or sun by tracing the path of individual rays in a scene and tracks how the light interacts with different objects from the camera's perspective. The light can make all the difference, but they really have to work on the uh, skin doesn't quite still look... It's like the next frontier of getting that skin, that little skin, skin texture. and hair. Yeah, because on uh, and Emma on MLB nineteen, which yeah. is a free game this month. Yep, the dirt needs a little work. Yeah. Grass is easy, apparently. It mm-hmm. looks rather easy on that game. Looks pretty. Well, good. even like on Greedfall, but they the didn't dirt, get those faces right either. Yeah, the dirt, faces and hair. skin. They've they've never gotten skin and hair quite yeah. right. It's that's kind of like what the was it too. Tomb Raider? They did her hair pretty good. Yeah, they did do Tomb Raider. Nice. Witcher three, they had good hair. Yeah, yeah. That was also a good hair. Good but hair it's still hair. just subtle differences. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I, I, diff- I definitely you like. You can hide shitty graphics behind great lighting. <laughs> that you can. So we've come to the end of the podcast here, and we try to end every week uh, off with a different thought experiment. This one I thought of. What if you could interview one comic or movie hero? Uh, who would it be and why? You know, I mean, even a, hom- uh, a hero, a hero, a hero, uh, a hero or a villain. 
And, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could go with that. Because being a comic or movie, movie, you could go Michael Keaton's Batman and visit that, have interview that Batman. Mm-hmm. Or Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, yeah. You could go with um, Patrick Stewart's Professor X. Or mm-hmm. even, like, deep cuts, like, uh, even... Like in the comics, like you could go into Hercules and uh, Conan the uh, Conan the Adventurer. Yeah. In movies, you could also bring back Captain Kirk, William Ooh. Shatner, and uh, Chris Pinesworth. Yeah. It's not his name. I fucked up his name, but it's okay. Hemingsworth. It's not Hemingsworth. Hemingsworth was in it, I think, but that wasn't him. Chris somebody. Yeah, like Chris. I have a name. Yeah, there's a lot of Chris's in Hollywood. Very popular name. Who would I pick? I don't know. Because I've got to side maybe with like Heath or either Heath Ledger's Joker, maybe um, the Spider Man from the animated series. Mm-hmm. He'd be interesting. He would be Which a great one, comic relief. One? Not the fat one. The fat one. one? No, not the Spider Verse. Spider Pig? Not, oh, I mean, <laughs> all right. Spider Pig would be kind of cool to have a conversation with because he could just make things appear. And then you'd have a hammer that fits in your pocket. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I need on a daily basis. You need a sledgehammer? How'd you get that? Mm-hmm. Spider pig? Okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it fits in my pocket. Because he is a spider pig. But, uh, I mean, I even... I will uh, go... You can even do Darth Vader for a villain, because he is in the comics. I'll go with Raz Al Gould. That'd be an interesting He'd conversation. He'd be an interesting one. He has seen a lot of he's shit. He's seen a lot of, of shit. Of a lot of different civilizations. And he's kind of a bad guy. Yeah. But kind of not. Well, but he's, even, he's, he's kind um, of a bad guy. Like uh, the Ancient One from Doctor Strange. You could have a good mm. conversation with the Ancient One. Especially on like a podcast interview. Or Doctor Who. Yeah. Doctor Who would be interesting as shit. Any of the incarnations. You could have a special special podcast with like at least like 12 <laughs> Might be hard to get all 14, 15, technically. There's a, there's a bunch of them. But the yeah, but the current doctor would remember everything from all of them. That's true, that's true. Maybe like... But really, you, you have to go with Tenet. Yeah, you'd have to go with your favorites. I would put Tenet, uh, Capaldi, and Whitaker in the podcast chair and have all three of them in a doctor. I like Matt Smith, too. He was a good doctor. He was good. He, just he had a really hours. good... Story arc there, especially with Rory and Amy. That's really that where the really story good. started to skip up a lot for Doctor. Yeah, oh yeah, that story went. And it was really good. They were like, "Oh, oh we can intertwine things." Yeah, oh, that people like it. Oh shit, we'll keep doing it. And it's really good how how much the story just increased at Matt Smith. Oh yeah, you get. And that was ironically that first that episode. When, they take you off running, and that's when Stephen Moffat took over. Is right at Smith. Yeah. Before that was yeah. Russell T. Davies with uh, yeah. uh, David Tennant and Christopher Eccleston. Also saying Christopher Eccle- Christopher Eccleston was bulimic during Doctor Who because he had to keep the figure. Yeah, he was going through some shit. Okay. Kind of came out on that, but that show tends to beat you up. That's also why you only see a person as a doctor for so long. Not all of them are pulling it in that you know Tom Baker kind of length. <laughs> Nobody's ever gonna do that league. You know, like Tom Baker, he's <laughs> every three or four seasons. So every six to ten. Years. I guess you could say Tom Baker's length is impressive. <laughs> Might be the title. He doesn't like to no. brag or anything. He doesn't like to brag. <laughs> but I definitely like uh, the Doctor Who angle there. But you got to have the master, and he, his. You could go with Missy. She'd be a polite conversation, especially towards the end. She was very malleable. Because if you go with, uh, uh, with the, uh, fuck, I forget the actor's name, but the other master, with David Tennant. He's true. His name. It's not Simon Pegg. Pegg. It's crazy else. His name uh, is Simon. I'm not going to remember it. Simon says. But you have that master having a dip conversation with him, you'll probably end up dead. Because he has the laser drop. The, the laser. He's a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's off. He's, he's definitely insane. So I see Brazel Gould, you know, being more of a polite conversation. As long as he wasn't fresh out of the bath, I think he'd be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to make sure you get some. Time. <laughs> you got to see when he is. He's fitting you in his schedule. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, here I die. Time. Here I'll interview you. Yeah. Uh, maybe we could push that back. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt your murdery bath time. Maybe push me back a little bit later on after lunch. I'm fine. Everybody's happier after lunch. Yeah, they just eat. It's the best time of the day. Raj Al Ghul, I think that's a really solid pick. Yeah, yeah. A, as for a hero, I'd also go kind of, kind of want to go Christopher Reeve Superman, because that was a good Superman. Very yeah, he was a good Superman, Superman. especially him in the modern day. Sadly, he can't be in Crisis on Infinite Earth. But why? Yeah, he's he's dead. No, I know, rocking the world. Ooh. Saw somebody post like R.I.P. Gene Wilder. I was like, dude, he's been dead. He's been <laughs> like since 2016. <laughs> Just found out. You gotta Google it, man, and look at dates. You gotta look at the dates. That's how you can find out how something's real. Like for a while, they're saying Eminem was dead, and really, he was just you know, almost dead. Almost, yeah. Yeah, he kind of was kind of dead, but. That's what pills will do to you. Stay away from the pills, kids. I'm going to go with uh, a good anti-hero for my hero. I'm going to go Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, as well as a villain. I'm going to go with uh, Dr. Doom from the comics. Because he is a interesting person. Very demented, but very interesting. Uh, because he has his own country, and they love him. He protects his country and all that. I mean, he is a super evil villain who's trying to massively take over the world. But right now, it's just a little, little, little doom country right down there. I forget the name of it. but He has a country? Yeah. yeah, he's a world leader. Kind of a bit of a pansy compared to... Uh, Lex Luthor? No, um, I'm thinking, uh, no, uh, in, uh, the last Avengers movie. Loki? Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, Thanos. Thanos 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 had a series of planets and a large swath of the universe that he controlled. Yeah, but also, you already know how a conversation with Thanos is going to go. Yeah, yeah, you know. Half of every, all right, Thanos, I get it, I get it. And, and yeah, I know you love farms. I know you love farms. Do you know anyone but else? Where would you like to talk to him? In mm. the beginning? Because there's different Thanoses. Like, in the second movie, that Thanos is a bit different than the first movie, because he's coming from a different place. Yeah. The first movie Thanos... Different Thanos. The first movie Thanos is more like... The rushed version of Thanos is what we saw at the end. In that yeah, movie. yeah. So he knows he, he wasn't it, quite he ready. Dead. He didn't quite get there. Mm-hmm. So this didn't time he's like, oh, have the that. whole smack to lay down. We're rushing that. Like uh, what Flash did with Crisis on Infinite Earths. He just sped the timeline up and made that shit happen sooner. Sooner than the timeline meant it to be. But hopefully next week we will get back our compatriots from respawning. Uh, Christopher Bristow, the old man, and Kelly Collins, Twitchy Wilson. We do thank you all for tuning in and watching and listening. We want to thank Kevin and Moy for liking out there. Last podcast, uh, Triforce podcast, No Shit Sherlock, Tempting Fate. As well as Teddy Schools for Light Skin Breakdown. And as always, we like to thank Bob. Thanks, Bob. We are Pajangas and Wallhangers Media Network, Triforce Podcast. I am Matthew Bucherell, the Matt Man. To my left is Stephen Bucherell, Big Brother. And to my right is one hero of time, our mascot, Link. Playing the role of Chris this week was Link. Link Diablo Bucherell, who loves Who's always up for a belly rub. He's always up for a belly rub. All right, stop showing millions of people your belly. Thank you, everybody, for watching. As always, boys and girls, game on! We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. So the end of the movie was just ripping your heart out and throwing it on the ground. Peter Dinklage, boom. You know my little green screen word being, pal. They hide those things. Like, I'm not going to make a World War II reference here. But is that a character in the show? No, that's the guy who is suing. Yes. The fascinating show where they sit around and do a lot of paperwork. Not that story. I, I'm sorry. I, I prematurely launched a story. We'll get the steam later. Pizza. Pizza. And we are going to start streaming. Come here, bud. They're not coming. I know you are very concerned, Mike. Oh, hey, boy. Love you. Miss you too, man. Ah, glad I caught that at the end of the podcast. Ah, Dan joined. You oh, can. All our wall jangers are here. All our, all our wall jangers are here. 
Yeah, my phone was like, oh, that's why I didn't see him. You can yeah. you can yeah, you can go right. and add hi in Des Moines at the very beginning. Yeah. Ah, time splice. Hey, hey, boy. hey, look, it's more. Hey, Dan. Yeah, and Dan's joining. Everybody's here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for watching and tuning. I imagine that if I'm looking down, I can splice in around here. And uh, we also want to thank Moy and Dan. And even if I don't do that, it will still be a funny <laughs> clip at the end. Thank you for humoring me. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>